floor to everybody. Why don't you turn to somebody near you and just go, Amen. I made it. Anybody feel like you just made it through all the holidays and maybe life will get back to some kind of normalcy? I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. But we're singing and I'm trying to get the praise up. You know what I felt like? I felt like that sumo wrestler that was trying to ice skate. Amen. I think it's time to start the new year shedding a few pounds physically perhaps, but more so spiritually. Amen. To let some things go, lay some things aside, and let's get ready for a great year. Amen. How do you know it's going to be great? Because it's the year the Lord has given us. It's the day the Lord hath made. Amen. So I want you to make a commitment to me today that you will take at least one day out of every week in the month of January and you will push the plate away and you will fast. Amen. Shed some things, not just physically but spiritually. Let's get ourselves in a place. We've got a lot to prepare for. We've got revival beginning in February with Brother Tyler Stevenson and I want to be prepared for what God's going to do. Amen. And I am, I am anxious. I am thankful that you're here today. And uh, I pray that the Lord will bless you richly. Amen. Turn with me to the middle of your Bible. Some of you don't know where that's at. Amen. It's Psalms 96. 96 Psalm. I'm going to read the first verse. The writer says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen and his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great. Amen. Everybody say he's great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Amen. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved and he shall judge the people righteously. And this is the middle verse of the Bible, verse number 11. If you didn't know that, you need to mark it and listen to what he said. The middle verse of of the scripture says, Let the heavens rejoice 
And let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Amen. Psalms chapter 144 and verse number 9. This verse began to speak to me early in the week. And I have not been able to get away from it. I love the way the songwriter David said it. He said, I will sing a new song unto the Lord. Amen. Say that with me. I will sing a new song unto the Lord. My subject for a few moments this morning is a new song for a new year. Amen. Turn to somebody and say that to them. A new song. For a new year. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I hesitated to go to this verse in Psalms 144 because I have preached from it. And I'm sure some of you who take notes probably have a little notation beside that verse. But that's all right. Even if I preached it once, it needs to be preached again. And especially on this New Year's Day. Amen. There's something about this time of year that's exciting to me. And I I know that for some people it's just another day. And uh, for some it may even be depressing or, or disheartening, but not me. I have looked forward to today. I may not like the fact that I'm older, but I like the fact that I'm still here. Amen. And in spite of everything that might have happened or did happen, somehow I have survived to stand again on this New Year's Day and declare with others that the Lord reigns. Amen. The Lord rules. The Lord is in control. I'm thankful that I know that today. Come on, shake off some of you. Lethargy right now and clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Would you do that? Amen, amen, amen. God reigns. No matter what else may happen in the world, you can go into this new year knowing that the Lord reigns. He reigns over the Democrats and he reigns over the Republicans and he reigns over the independents. He reigns over the wise and the unwise. Amen. He reigns. He rules. Amen. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't even want to start this new year. I would just pray that God would let it all end last night. And it sounded like it was ending last night. My Lord, I never heard so many fireworks in my life. And I think a few gunshots mixed in. It sounded like a war going off in the background. Just I thought somebody's making time tonight. Somebody must be enjoying losing money. Throwing it down the drain. I've done that a few times in my life, but I've gotten a little wiser. Amen. But anyway, if you were doing that last night, I forgive you. Amen. What I like about this new year is that 
Yesterday was the end of something, and some of us need to understand that. Yesterday ended a year, but it ended more than just a year. It could end much more than just a a date on the calendar. And today is the beginning of something new, something that we've never had before. And there is something in that that speaks of hope to my life. And whatever the past year has been, we stand this morning at the threshold of something new. And there is an excitement in that. There is an expectancy and there is an anticipation that comes into my heart. When I consider what is before us, there are many who New Year's will bring with it a desire for resolutions. And if you've ever heard my brother preach, you know he hates resolutions. He doesn't think much of them. But I'm not my brother, and I'm not my brother's keeper this morning, so I'm going to differ with him. I do understand that New Year's resolutions don't often translate into anything relevant in life. But I am of the understanding today that resolutions can be more than just a wishful thought. That resolutions have more to them than just uh, words. That there is in a resolution a, a, a certain power that could, and I underscore the word could, un- underscore that word it could alter my life it could change my future and my destiny because a resolution more than just a wish is a decision it is a determination it is a defining moment in life and decisions are defining decisions determine our destiny and There is a power that goes with decisions that I don't even have the vocabulary to know how to express to you. But a decision is a declaration. It is a determination. It is a purpose that has been stated for your life or for your family. And so it's not just another year. It's a fresh opportunity. A decision can say whatever has been will not continue to be. That today marks the beginning of something new. And my resolution can mark a day of change. The singer in Psalms 144 had been through a lot of stuff. He had suffered a lot of setbacks. He had had, uh, been under a lot of oppressive thoughts and and in very uh, difficult and trying circumstances. So much so that most scholars believe that he was singing this song in a minor key, that his life and his song was reflective of his mood and his mindset. And sometimes life just feels that way. It, it feels like it's cast in a certain bent or it is stuck in a certain place and we can't seem to get beyond that and no matter what you do you cannot change or alter the situation and the psalmist was in that place he had faced a lot he had gone through tremendous things he had dealt with 
um, disappointment and loss and pain and hurt and he had been through battles and he had fought foes and he had lost friends and he had had people turn against him and betray him and he had lost the sympathy of those that were close to him and he was treated with indifference by others that knew him. His family and his kingdom were disrupted by all that was going on. And if you read the psalm or the first part of the psalm, you will hear a desperate man crying out of his own inadequacy. He, he felt his weakness. He felt his insufficiency. And he had been, he speaks about great waters. They, he had been in troubling times and the mouths of people had spoken against him, vanity and hurt and maliciousness and treachery and falsehood and all of that was going on in his mind as he was recounting what had happened in his life. And yet it was in the midst of this that he got a revelation. Amen. Everybody say a revelation. It was in the midst of him recounting all of the stuff that was going on in his life that he got a revelation. And the revelation was this. I may not be able to change my circumstances but I can change my tune. Amen. I may not be able to alter my problems, but I can change my song. And so in the middle of this chaotic, confused mind, in a situation that looked hopeless, this man understood that his situation did not have to determine his song. And he said, in essence, though my circumstances may not change, I will. Amen. Now, I need to preach a little bit right now. There's a lot of things about life that I don't like. Most often are the circumstances that I have to live through. Because if it was my choice, I would just push fast forward and get on through all that and get on to the good stuff. But we don't get to push fast forward. We don't, we don't get to skip over the part that hurts and the pain. We have to live through it. But the psalmist discovered something that got a hold of me this week. And I've been praying all week. I prayed last night and early this morning. God, I want you to put something fresh in me. I want you to put something fresh on my life because I don't want to enter this new year with that old song or that old mindset or that old attitude. I want to enter into a new year with a new song. Amen. I may not be able to change my circumstances, but I'll change myself. And you know what I've discovered? Most of the time my circumstances don't need to change. I need to change. Amen. And it's easy in life to accumulate things, attitudes and spirits. They attach themselves to us and, and they, they stay close by. And they're, they're that little nemesis that continues to rise and harass our life. And the psalmist realized that his problems may be the same, but he wasn't going to be the same. And that's what I've been praying God would help us do this year, make a change and an alteration in our mind and in our heart that we would make up our mind that this new year deserves a new song. That I don't care what I've been through. I don't care what's happened. 
I don't care what I've had to carry. I don't care the burdens, the shame, the embarrassment. I am not going to drag all of that stuff into this new year. I'm going to let some stuff die with the old, and I'm going to walk up to the Lord and say, God, you are the giver of life, and I am asking you for a new life in 2017. I am asking you for a fresh anointing upon my life. Amen. In the midst of his song, he changes keys. Sometimes you need to do that. Amen. Sometimes you need to do that. You need to learn how to make adjustments in life. Sometimes life does not come at at you the way you want it to. But in the middle of the song, he strikes a new chord. And he strikes a new note and he says two words that are so powerful that we fail to understand the weight of them. And those two words are these, I will. Amen. I will. God had promised his word would not fail and his word had not failed. But man had failed. And in his failings, he had sometimes attributed his failings to God. But something dawned on this psalmist. God hasn't failed. And God is no different than he was before my troubles. I just haven't seen him through my troubles like I need to see him. I need to understand that no matter what happens around my life. You know what, folks? Some of you don't know how good you have it. At least you didn't have to get up this morning and put this thing on. I thought, God, I don't want to start the new year with it. I started taking it off a while ago, but I figured my wife would whip me when I got home, so I kept it on. <laughs> I made a resolution a few years ago. I don't even know why it came over me. Sometimes I just have these wild thoughts, but I came home late one night, New Year's Eve, and I And when I started to pull in the driveway, I thought, no, I'm not pulling in. I'm going to back in because I'm not going to start the new year backing up. And somehow that stayed with me. And I I did it last night unconsciously. I just pulled up to the driveway and I backed up. Maybe that doesn't mean anything to you. But somewhere in life, you've got to reach a point where you decide that the things happening in your life are not going to determine your happiness or your joy or whether you have victory or whether you overcome. But there's something deeper than that. There's an anointing on your life. There's a spirit in which you live that no matter what happens, I'm going to sing a new song. Amen. I will is a statement of declaration. It's an announcement. Some of you need to make an announcement this morning. Amen. You need to get on Facebook and make an announcement. This is a new year. I'm going to sing a new song. Amen. You need to tell your friends. You need to get close to those that are around you and let them know. You may, you may think you're going to see the same old guy or, or the same woman, but it's not going to be the same this year. This is my opportunity to change something, and I will sing a new song. I love the word new. In the Hebrew and the Greek, it comes from the word that means one of two things, either fresh or something not previously existing. And I thought, God, I know that there's a desire in all of us to have things we've never had before, but sometimes I just need a freshness to come over my life. I don't have to change jobs. I don't have to find a new church. 
I don't have to make new friends. I don't have to change my location. I don't have to buy a new car. I don't have to get new clothes. If I can just have your fresh touch upon my life, just a fresh anointing, to blow, just to flow down over my head, cover my mind, that's what I need, a fresh anointing. Amen. Some of us are pretty stale right now. I'm being honest with you right now. Some of us are pretty stale. What we need is to lift the windows and let a, the breeze, the wind of the Holy Ghost begin to blow through our heart and our mind and blow out the cobwebs and all of that garbage that goes on between our ears that we convince ourselves is truth when it's nothing more than the made-up uh, machinations of your mind. It's just, it's just your flesh trying to convince you that God is not who He says He is and life is unfair. You hear me today. There's an opportunity for somebody to start the new year on the right foot and say, you know what? I'm going to leave the old where it belongs and I'm going to reach out for something new. I want a fresh anointing upon my life. I want a fresh touch of God on my heart. I want Him to move me. I want Him to stir me. I want Him to touch me again. Come on, let's praise Him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I would that we could join with that singer this morning and strike a new tune for a new time. Amen. I was amazed when I made a little study I, I when I was when the Lord began to deal with me about this scripture I I was captured by the the two words I will and I thought how many times is that statement made in the Bible and so I got my PC study Bible open and I typed it in and boom popped up and I was shocked because I was going to go through and do a little cute study on I will and then I figured out it's going to take somebody a little more time to do that than what I thought. Almost 2,000 times in Scripture, the statement, I will, is made. What was amazing to me was that from Genesis almost all the way through to Kings, almost every time the statement was made, it was God making it, not man. Go look in your Bible. From Genesis to Kings, God continually spoke to mankind and said, I will. I will renew my covenant. I will make a covenant. I'll do this. I'll do that. Exodus talks about seven things that God said, I will do for my people. And then all of a sudden, it seems to dawn on humanity that if God is willing to do that much for me, it's time I stand up and tell him what I'm going to do for him. And what God wants out of some of us this morning is for us just to stand up and say, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being the old guy that I've been or having the old attitude or that mindset. I pray God would deliver us from the cynic mind and from the negative thoughts that flood our, our, our hearts so often. And we would determine this morning on this first Sunday of the new year, I, you know what, I don't have to have a new job. I don't have to have a new house. I don't have to have a new position. I don't have to have anything different than what is right now. But I can still sing 
a new song unto the Lord. I can still rejoice. I can still praise Him. I can still magnify Him. Amen, 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 amen. I will. You see, every one of us have had disappointments and setbacks. And if we want to talk about bad times, we've all had them. You know what I've discovered about life? Don't ever whine about your life because if you are not careful, somebody's going to sit down beside you and tell you what real life is. I was up yesterday at the hospital with Tiffany and Tim and their precious new baby in the NIC unit, and I thought, Lord, how quickly life can change. Baby's brought into the world, and everything seems perfect and normal. And then in an instant, everything turned. And I thought about all the people who have children at home and my, my own self. I thought how often we took for granted the, just the everyday mercies of God, just the grace of God that kept us. And some of you have lost children in your life, and you know the heartbreak. You know the crushing blow. There's no way to describe that nightmare. And some of you have lost other things. You've lost spouses. You've lost friends. You've lost jobs. You've lost opportunities. And life, if you're not careful, you you can let that define your life. You can let that begin to warp and twist and, and, and form your mind. But I remember Tiffany, after having lost uh, to Lynn in such a tragic way, after they found out that they were expecting again, she had a big smile on her face and she said, I guess the Lord just remembered us in our heartbreak. And I thought, God, there is something, even in the midst of our tears, to step back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you do remember us. Thank you that you have not forsaken us. Thank you that we have this opportunity. Thank you that I didn't lose my mind last year when I could have gone over the brink and I could have lost it all or I could have thrown it all away or I could have given it all up. I held on to something, maybe just a thread, but I held on because I didn't want to go down that way. The reason some of you are here today is because All you had was a thread, but you held on to it. Disappointments and loss and failures and frustrations and setbacks and hurt and sufferings and betrayal. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Sometimes we just lose our grip. Amen. Sometimes we just lose our grip. But oh, what a new song could do for all of us. Amen. There's a lot about life that we cannot control. People betray us. Jobs fail us. Health leaves us. Friends forsake us. Money eludes us. But there is one thing I can pray for and ask for, and I can determine in my own self that I will sing a new song in 2017, that I will lift my voice with a new hope, And there's going to be a fresh anticipation in my life that God is not through. That he would not have kept me this long if he did not have a purpose and a reason for me being here. I want to choose to live above my problems, not just in my problems. When you sing a new song, that song elevates you to another dimension of life. And though you may have problems in your life, your problems are not controlling your life. And the psalmist discovered in the midst of all the chaos, he had a choice. 
Life was not stuck in some rut. He was not destined for some sad demise. But there was something resident in his own life that he could do something about. And that was this. I will. Everybody say I will. I will sing a new song. Oh, God help us today to sing a new song. Everything in hell and everything in this life is trying to get you to not hear what this preacher is saying right now. Life can lose its meaning and it can lose its purpose and you can lose its song, but that song can be recovered and there can be a freshness that comes back to your life, a freshness that all of us need. Amen. We all need it. We need to stop lip syncing. I I thought about that. You know, the, the, the news media, they, they pick out everybody's flaws, but they love, they love to really get down on entertainers that fake it. You know, they go out to do a great production, and all of, all of the stuff that's really going on is going on through the PA system. They're just... You know what? I figured out we Pentecostals sometimes do the same thing. We come in here, we got our little holy athletics that we get up and do. We, we lift up, we, we open our mouth, but there's not anything in the heart that's connected to what we're speaking from our mouth. Our mind's preoccupied. We're at Dillard's right now thinking about the 50% off sale that we're missing. Or we're thinking about something we could be eating after a while. Or we're trying to pay our bills or figure out how we're going to pay for Christmas. And God is sitting in this place right now wondering, is anybody going to wake up and realize that there's more to life than that? That there's something that can happen down inside of you that can change your destiny. It can alter your life so that you don't have to lip seek. You don't have to go through the motion. You don't... It can come from the depth of the heart because there's a fresh anointing on your life. There's a fresh anointing on your mind. There's a fresh touch of God upon your life. Oh, come on. I don't know if you can handle any more of this. Amen. 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 God, help us to get past lip syncing. Get out of the rut. Amen. Some of us need to get out of a rut. You know, ruts, they're easy to get into. Amen. Oh, man. They are easy to get into. Somewhere up in Alaska, there's a sign on the side of the road near the frozen tundra that people have to drive through in the winter. And the sign says this, Choose your ruts carefully, for you'll be in them for the next 200 miles. Because they are so deep and they are so woven into that tundra that if you get down into them, it's going to take a lot of effort. You ever been in a rut before? I mean a real rut in a vehicle trying to get back out of that rut. It takes a little effort. You can't just sit back and twiddle your thumbs and wish that things, you know, something will happen your car will levitate and that's what some of us are wishing for. We're just wishing that, that God will help just pick us up off that pew and he'll bring us to an altar. And but it doesn't happen. Somebody has to get the steering wheel and say, you know what, I'm tired of being in this rut. I'm tired of this mindset. I want a new song for a new year. 
I don't want to be a cynic. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be disgusted. I don't want to live busted. I, I'm sick of it. Amen. A new song. A new song. Amen. Circumstances don't change. Still have the same job. Still live in the same house. Still deal with the same problems. But the problems are not handling me. I'm handling them. Amen. I will sing a new song. One thing I remember about David when he was being hunted by Saul that has always intrigued me. The Bible makes this statement that at one point in his life, Saul sought him every day, every day. That means every time David woke up in the morning, he knew one thing for certain, Saul is after me. And when he went through his midday meal or he started to lay down in a cave at night, that last thought that flashed through his mind was, Saul is after me. But you know what? If you study the life of David, you will find that some of the sweetest psalms that are written came out of that period of his life when Saul was chasing him every day. And every morning that he got up, he had to understand that this could be the day he catches me. But out of all of that, David was able somehow, by God's help, to be lifted up. He he got himself by his own bootstraps at times. The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. He pulled himself up and said, you know what, I can change myself i can't change my attitude or my 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 atmosphere but i can change my attitude i i can't change my circumstances but i can change my song and david in that time of treachery wrote some of the sweetest songs that have ever been written because he made up his mind that i may be in a problem but that problem is not going to be in me What a way to start the new year, to sing a new song for a new year, to lift a new melody over your life and over your family. One of the great privileges that you have in your life is the power to choose. You can choose. You can choose. You you are not destined by some uh, unseen force to be some certain thing, but you have the ability to sing a new song, to set a new tone for your life. Though you may have been in a rut for a while, you can get out of it. You don't have to stay in it. Oh, God, I prayed this this morning, and I prayed it it with tears. I don't want to go into this year with the attitude that I've had towards some people. confession time no it's not confession time i just don't want to go into the year with that attitude toward i don't want my life to be soured because of someone else's souredness amen i I don't want my life governed by someone else's ill intent their evil eye amen I've learned how to dance in the presence of demons before. And I'm going to do it again this year. 
Amen. I'm going to learn how to live and how to sing if everything around me is hellish. I'm going to learn how to sing in a way that will lift me into a heavenly place. Because that's my prerogative. That's, that's what I have the power to do in my life. That's what God put in me the ability to do. It's just not lay back and say, well, this is life. You know, this is just my lot. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, this is just the way it is. No, sir, it's not. You have a choice. Amen. And you can keep the mully grub. You can keep that sad face. You can whine. You can say all those negative things you want to say. You can do all that trash. You can do anything you want to do. But David said, I think I'm going to sing a new song. That old song's getting on my nerves. Amen. It's getting on other people's nerves too. Amen. They don't want to hear about my problems. They've got their own set of problems. Why don't we sing about the God who reigns? Go read the 96th Psalm again and listen to all the things that the psalmist declared about God. He reigns. He rules. He oversees. He overshadows. He governs. Everything about my life that is essential is in his hands. Amen. My song can make a new channel for my life. It can make a new response to life's uncertainty, a fresh anointing, a fresh gratitude, a fresh mindset, a fresh outlook on life, a fresh touch of God's Spirit on my life. Amen. You know, there's some things I can go a long time without, but there's some things that I cannot live without. One of those is the touch of God on my life. I don't want to go so long that my heart gets cold and I can resist Him so easily. I want my heart to be so tender that if he moves 10 miles over, I feel it right here. There's some of us that if God was to sit down next to us right now, we wouldn't recognize it because we're so stale and we are so disconnected. We need to change that today. We need to make a move. We need to make an alteration in our mind, in our attitude. We need to do what the psalmist did, sing a new song. Here's some things that I discovered. I, I was doing my word study on I will, and I, I decided, you know what, I can't read all of those verses. So I just went to Psalms, and I started going through all the things that the psalmist determined that he would do. And this is some of them. He said, I will be glad when I'm mad. I, he didn't say that last part. I said that. But he said, I will be glad. He said, I will rejoice. He said, I will praise. He said, I will trust. He said, I will walk in my integrity. I will give thanks. I will be sorry for my sins. Oh, that's a novelty. I will be sorry for my sins. I will ask God's forgiveness. I won't go on acting like I haven't done anything. I'll keep my mouth. That would do us a lot of good. I'll keep my mouth. I'll wait. I will wait. I will not fear. I will not be afraid. I will abide. I'll I'm not going to live with this restlessness. This oh, God, come on. We got to do something. We got to go somewhere. I'm going to settle myself down in God and just let him govern my steps. I'm going to pay my vows. I'm going to go into his house. I will hope. I will declare. I will remember. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. And I stopped there. thought, oh, God, help me. 
I, I need to sing a new song. Amen. I, I need to declare over my life that 2017 is going to be a fresh year for me, a fresh anointing. I will be glad. I will go. I will not fear. I will not live in my mud hole any longer. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want a new song for a new year. Amen. Would you stand together with me?